Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham, and we I'm not an expert on dams or anything else. And you're currently listening to our podcast, We're No Dam Experts. With me in the studio today is someone else who is not a hydroelectric power expert. But he is a man about town. He is involved in nearly every facet of this community, an esteemed business owner, a tireless volunteer in the community, and someone who just loves to invest in our community. So with that, I'm introducing to you all listeners, Andy Farron. Hi. So Andy, a little bit of a highlight. You've got your finger in a lot of things in Great Falls. I do, surprisingly. <laughs> Growing up, I never thought I'd have this much invested into the community, <laughs> but Great Falls is such a great place, you know, so I got a couple of businesses downtown, a couple of bars, music <laughs> venue, furniture store. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah. entertainment's pretty big, and then the comfort of your home, pretty big for Andy. Mm-hmm. Do you still serve on the downtown business improvement district board i do not serve on the downtown business improvement district but i am the president of the downtown association oh there we so go i kind of just switch roles there after i got off the bid got onto the djfa perfect yeah so we could talk for days about all your endeavors <laughs> the cocktails the live entertainment all the fun that could be had in downtown great falls but you also like many Montanans, love to get out and recreate. Exactly. Now, I've seen many pictures posted on Instagram and Facebook of your river activities. So you do spend some time on the river, kayaking, yep. floating, fishing. Yep. All that. All, all that above. stuff. Camping. Yep. My folks live down on the river, so we have access on oh, the nice. Missouri just uh, south of town. So it's nice to get out, do fishing, boating, camping. <laughs> Hunting, all the fun anything you can do outside. Yeah, big thing, obviously skiing. Once we switch to that, but yeah, yeah, which is the cornerstone of why we brought you in, because you don't just ski this area; you ski all over. So yep. I'm just going to claim that you're a skiing expert. <laughs> I'll agree with that. Okay, because <laughs> there's no one in here that's going to diffuse that idea. <laughs> yeah. So, talk to me about. How many times you go skiing? How many places you go? Tell me all about your ski endeavors. Yep. Well, growing up, of course, I skied every Friday, Saturday at Showdown ever since I was 10. Skied before that, coming from Minnesota. Uh, So I've been skiing. I was a leash kid. So I was so young that like I skied down the hill. My parents would hold (laughs) me with a leash. (laughs) Um, So I've been skiing my entire life. Um, Moved out to Montana and got invested in the Great Falls Ski Club. Okay. And we've been a part of that ever since. But Montana is unique because we have the Rocky Mountains. Not that other states don't have that, but <laughs> we're unique. We have great mountains with great quality snow. 
There's yeah. generally no ice around here, especially at Showdown. You get oh. to some of the bigger mountains, big mountain, or if you want to call it whitefish, biggest guy can get a tiny bit icy, but Showdown, which is our closest hill to us, um, so I'll concentrate on Showdown, um, it just year in, year out, I always have great snow. It's all natural snow, not yeah. man-made. Um, family run hill, just, you could ski all over the country and people are always asking me, why are you skiing here? Doesn't Montana have more snow? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they pretty much do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and showdown Montana's first ski hill. Mm -hmm. It, I think is a unique feature that it is just natural snow. They have to wait until God decides to give them some white stuff to be able to do what they do. Is that normal for ski areas uh, i should also yeah. caveat this entire conversation with the last time i skied i was a sophomore in high school okay and that was also the first time i ever skied okay so one and done no, yeah. yeah i have no skills in this area <laughs> yeah yeah showdown just seems to be an anomaly it's not an extremely high elevation mountain but it is for central montana and there's a magic line between mon or nyhart and Memorial Falls, once you get above that Memorial Falls line, it seems like the snow level doesn't really melt. So okay. you can have no snow in Monarch or Nyhart and have five feet of snow overnight at Showdown. Yeah. Well, five feet might be a lot. <laughs> you know, it can snow two feet overnight. Yeah. Um, and that hills, people think you always want more snows the better, but at some point, too much snow is too much snow. You, know, okay. you can't ski down a mountain with four feet of snow at showdown or even almost at any hill. It's just too much. The avalanche danger is too high. It's just the hill's not steep enough for you to get enough speed. So most ideal mountains, if you can get 16 to 24 inches of snow overnight or in a day, that's like your ideal okay. like face shots, you know, waist deep powder. <clears throat> and you get that at showdown and it could come on a Monday night. It could come on a Friday night. I mean, obviously mother nature doesn't care what day of the week it is. No, never uh, has. It never has. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, Showdown's just been one of those like nostalgic places in my heart, and I think that's just because I've been skiing there for so long, as well as everybody else in the community. And and Showdown, so Showdown's a family-run operation. You get a lot of volunteering for the ski club or ski patrol or just workers in general. They don't want to see that hill go by the wayside. Yeah. And um, actually, the pandemic has greatly helped ski hills, especially Showdown. Um, with other area ski hills being more expensive um, that adds to showdown getting more business but also the fact that people just want to get outside especially during the pandemic so yeah people kind of refound their love for the outdoors whether it's skiing or winter activities or obviously this summer i'm sure is going to be very busy with camping and boating and yeah rv purchases and <clears throat> kayaking, kayaking and fishing and hiking and all the yeah. fun stuff so when when you're at showdown um one of the things we've often shared with people not because we're we know but because avery's told us yeah <laughs> is there's not long lines to wait in to get to the top of the mountain or to ski any of the runs yep. do you find that to be true is avery telling us the truth when she says that <laughs> yep she is <laughs> yeah historically it's always been just a, a ride up lift ski days so i mean you just ski down the hill you're not really waiting in line if you are you're waiting for a minute um saturdays have always been busy for showdown and they got even busier since the pandemic so but even on a busy busy saturday if the parking lot's 100 percent full you're still only waiting 
a couple minutes in line. Oh, nice. Um, which is great because you obviously don't get that at other hills. I was in Park City this last February, and I was a 45-minute wait per chair the Man. whole day. Yeah, from, from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. That and it was a Saturday, granted, but still, even on a ski all over the country, and even even on a Wednesday, if you're skiing Jackson Hole, you're still waiting. Pick a number. Well, five, ten, well, average probably ten to fifteen minutes, and then you get on the mountain, then you're just skiing down with people next to you. I'm like, well, this isn't fun. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna run into you. So, that's a nice thing about space. showdown. Yeah, as you have all a, a pretty big mountain for our area, and you're just kind of skiing down the hill, and maybe sometimes you might have. 20 other people on that run but you don't have 300 so what do people who are into skiing want to know about mountains and the ski terrain what are the things they ask because i have obviously no clue like a skier or a new skier no like an avid skier skier. someone who's like you who goes all over yep uh generally like any profession the more you do something supposedly the better you get at it but so like in skiing you want steep and probably speed so like that's why you get snowmobilers that go faster and faster because they just have the need for speed mm-hmm. skiing is not so much the need for speed it's the need for vertical okay and we're showdown has some pretty good vertical for our area like that's where you go to bigger mountains you just get more vertical okay the <laughs> caveat is uh the the consequences are a lot higher. So you <laughs> so take like when a spill. You yeah, you might be going down, you know, 30, 40 yards instead of 10 feet. Okay. You know, so, so you want to make sure your epic skill Epic vertical levels, means epic yeah, failure epic as well. Epic consequences, yeah. <laughs> it's usually involved with rocks and cliffs and trees and moguls, but somehow I find that fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. to each their own. <laughs> to each their own. But yeah, yeah think, yeah, you're, you're vertical and... And just uh, some skiers just love groom runs, you know, and some okay. mountains are better than others at groom runs, just like some of your neighbor's yards are better manicured than others' neighbor's yards. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Same with ski hills. Some are good. Some are bad. Showdown's really good. There's a, I'd say 60% of the mountain is blue runs and most blue runs are, are groomed. Okay. Um, Showdown's a very family-friendly mountain, by the way, too, which we can talk about that a little later, but... Um, yeah. That's probably the two things people love is if you can't get powder and the steeps and stuff, people want nice groomed even runs like a manicured fairway on a golf course. Okay. Like this is spring skiing out now, you know, they'll groom it every day and then you get out in the morning, get that nice, we call it corduroy um, run. So the groomer grooms the mountain and makes these little ridges which okay. called corduroy. And that's very fun if you can beat the first couple tracks on that. Mm. It's kind of like a new um zambodied ice yep. on a all on an fresh ice rink, and all, all fresh. clean yeah yep. it's like the first bite of an ice cream cone yeah exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> not that's just all messy <laughs> so right now in town um guests visitors listeners it's gorgeous it's a spring day nobody's yeah. wearing a coat mm-hmm. there are people out in shorts it yeah. is warm today it is, it is warm today not as warm as sunday but <laughs> very warm but just a short drive away at Showdown, there's good snow still. Yeah. And the ski run is still open. It's still open. Unfortunately, we're getting close to the ending weekend. This Sunday will be the last day Showdown's open. Teton just posted they'll be open one extra week. And they have a pond skim, I think, the following Saturday. So not this upcoming Saturday, but must that must be April 9th or so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're getting close. But that's a fun part of skiing, too, is... 
you are a diehard skier for December, January, February, most of March if we're lucky to get snow. But the last half of March, once the sun comes out and you get spring skiing, that's worthwhile in and of itself. Okay. Like it's a whole different experience to ski on a ski hill at 45 degrees and sunny where like you can barely keep a shirt on because it's so warm <laughs> right and to most listeners 45 degrees might not sound like very warm <laughs> but on a ski hill it's very warm. It's warm you know you get sunburnt at that level because yep. the snow is reflective but uh, that's a unique experience it's hard to put into words because there's a fine line of having the snow being soft but not too soft where it's like slush and you're sinking right. in uh, at some point you start sinking in and it starts catching your skis. But again, you find that right balance point and it's just something skiers just love. And snowboarders are not picking on skiers here. <laughs> <laughs> I've done both. <laughs> Which do you prefer? Skiing. Okay. Snowboard is really fun in the powder because you have a bigger surface area. Okay. It's just snowboarders got to work a little harder to get places because you don't have the poles. I think uh, snowboarding looks like the cool sport. Like if you're going for fashion measures, yep. that's what I would want to do. And oftentimes I've said, my husband's like, let's go skiing. And I said, I- I'd try snowboarding. And he's like, no, you're not coordinated <laughs> enough to have both of your feet strapped to the same board. Yeah. And I'm like, but they just look cooler than look cooler. skiers. Yeah, they, and that's, you know, the most important thing yeah. for me. That's key. Yeah, looking cool. Because you got your hands, <laughs> you just kind of wave your hands yeah. and... You yeah. do fancy moves yeah. and not fall down and not wreck. Yeah. Because I'm sure that's it's, what... It's, it's hard. Since I've done both and I've skied, you know, since pretty much my whole life, supposedly it's easier to ski because you're going parallel to the hill, but then you have to learn to keep your feet together. So you're not like doing a spread eagle going, <laughs> or the splits going down the hill. And the snowboarding, you know, your feet are strapped to the board. Your, perpendic- your body's perpendicular to the hill going down. So okay. it's a little harder to learn a balance point that way, but... Um, it doesn't matter as long as people get up to the hill. I'm happy. Yeah. Like this more and more people going up. Our our club is increasing in numbers. Uh, people are just That's getting good. out and about, and I think they're finding their love of nature again. Which I think is good. And you know, Montana, <laughs> it's yeah. not necessarily unique to Great Falls. There's a lot of outdoor recreation that exists here, mm-hmm. and so having people go out and experience that. Now, one of the things that I will say is we've got a lot of new recreators, people who have never done this, or people who say, I'm going to go and I'm going to become an outdoor recreationist. Yeah. And then they say, let's go skiing. What do they need to know about going Going skiing for the first time? Because one of the things that we have learned, thanks to Aaron Wiseman, is... People need to acclimate if they're coming from a lower level climate. What are the other yep. tips? That's a very good tip, which I wouldn't have brought up if you didn't tell me because I'm so <laughs> used to our elevation. But right. yeah, if you're from Florida and you want to try to go skiing and even at showdown, you can be like huffing for air or like sucking air because your lungs just aren't used to the elevation change, which I've seen before. You're physically um, fit. Yeah. Otherwise. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, it, elevation gain. Uh, second thing, which I would put number one. And I tell everybody this if they're new skiers or new to the um, sport, temperature. Because the last thing you want to do is go to showdown on a weekend you have open and it's 10 below and it's half okay. ice and you're not going to love it because it's windy. So, like, pick and choose your days, I guess, is what <laughs> I would say. You know, start early in the season or late in the season or, or just pick a day that's generally above 10 degrees is a but a perfect day if you can ski on a sunny day in 20 degree weather you got it made okay and then it's not windy 
because um, you're already aggravated enough with learning. Okay. And you can pick it up, you know, oh, everybody is different, but you spend two or three days on the hill, like you're going to get pretty comfortable. You know, you're probably not going to go to the top of the mountain, but you'd be com- comfortable enough to get off the bunny hill and up the first chair. Okay. Um, and a lot of it's like, have if you're pretty good balance-wise, it's not too bad although i did ice skate for the first time in 10 years at the ice rink oh yeah it's like what am i doing out here <laughs> and this five-year-old's just lapping me and i'm like hanging on to the railing but after 20 minutes i found my legs again I'm like I oh yeah i remember how to do this you know i can't play hockey but i can make it around the rink just a little That's practice i'm little, sure you'll little, be back practice but yeah if you can find the ideal temperature and and sunny not windy it's just you want to work in your favor not against your favor okay um that's probably the biggest i've also heard people say things like um they do the backcountry skiing Mm -hmm. which to me means (laughs) they're going to the top of the hill and instead of going down the hill the right way yeah they're going down the hill the back way back way is that right and that's kind of right some (laughs) on a big big hill you can ski off the backside showdown's backside's a little rocky you, you you get on the wrong side of the hill and it would take too long to come out so most of the time backcountry means you're taking a snowmobile and you're cruising into the backcountry somewhere um where there's no cell phone reception and it's kind of dangerous <laughs> i haven't <laughs> Don't done do it this. I, yeah i haven't done it in a while i got a couple club members that are really avid that's I would say more on the extreme side of things. You're not just going to. So you're you're saying we have extreme sports here? Yeah, we have extreme (laughs) sports here. (laughs) Yeah, I would not recommend you be like, oh, backcountry looks fun. Let's rent a snowmobile and then just cruise up this mountain. (laughs) Um, I've done true backcountry a couple times. It's very fun, but it's very technical. You have to usually, like, usually if you're skiing off the backside of a mountain, even if it's showdown, they still want you to check in with ski patrol. Right. Make sure you, like, have a transponder and a shovel and don't go alone. Um, kind of, you would assume it's, like, rocket, not rocket science stuff, but every year somebody gets lost, right. you know, and it's like, well, what are you thinking? You just can't, like, ski off backside and <laughs> <laughs> now you got to hike back out. Um, but the benefit, obviously, to backcountry skiing or snowboarding is that you don't have any crowds you can ski down a whole mountain and have first tracks all day and then of course you get the really big ski resorts and all they do is heli ski you can pay somebody to oh. bring up a helicopter like i want to ski down that mountain and then they drop you mm, drop you and you ski down that doesn't happen here right uh not here but it would happen in big sky it's probably the only place okay do that. yeah so it is available somewhere in the it's state it's available somewhere in the state <laughs> yeah well i ask because we do have helicopters here like yeah. i've heard people that do helicopter tours to see the chinese wall and the bob yeah because they don't want to do the backpack trip in to see it so i wouldn't be surprised if that kind of thing happened yeah. i just i'm sure you could knew nothing find, about it find somebody <laughs> i'll stick to be an expert on the ski hill yeah and then we can bring somebody in for the expert on hella on the hella skiing, skiing. <laughs> hella skiing yeah hella skiing in backcountry so you've been mentioning a little bit about teton pass which yeah. is another unique experience but completely different than showdown i'd say not completely different it's just a little smaller scale Okay. Yep, but very fun, gorgeous views. Probably one of the prettiest views in the state of Montana from a ski hill. We were just there two weekends ago with the ski club. Had great sunny weather. Um, you kind of like, 
on almost on top of a mountain and when you turn around all you can see is like mountain peaks behind you yeah it's just gorgeous i um <laughs> again not a skier yeah. but went up to teton pass for the first time uh a month ago mm-hmm. for lunch yeah. um, we drove up just because oh, yeah. we'd never been up there never seen it before you know not being a skier there wouldn't be a real reason for me to go up there other than to have lunch yeah so we did that and it was absolutely stunning and i was flat shocked how many people were there yeah it's not just a local localized hill like you would just think people from shadow in that area or people from just yeah. from this great falls area but there was a lot of people there yeah yeah, and like I said earlier, that guy from Canada came down just to ski it. So they're drawing people in from the border. And there's a, a lot of people in Great Falls that will choose to go. Well, I won't say choose to go to T-Town, but, you know, you just average it out. You don't want to ski one place every all the day, time. all the time. Yeah. So it gives you a little bit of diversity and still being close. And it's just a fun, it's a fun hill. It's just, you just got to experience it. But like I said, even for lunch, they got great food. They, they do. Drive up there. Well, the whole drive from here to Teton is great, but obviously showed out to Teton going through the right. canyon and having the Teton River right next to you. Oh. It's just pristine. and It's another one of those experiences where your drive is pretty, and when we took it, wasn't that long ago, like the end of February? Yeah, yeah that would be about right. And no snow here in town. And the closer and closer we got, the more snow packed, the more snow covered it was. And then the further we got towards Teton, the banks just got higher and higher. And I'm like, oh, finally, yep. you and can see winter. And the road gets narrower and narrower. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, there's a lot of snow here. I'm like, hope I don't run into downhill traffic. Yeah. 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 Um, so always be cautious, listeners, if you're going up to Teton. Yeah, exactly. Be a little cognizant of the fact that people will be going. It's two-way road, but yep. uh, sometimes it's not wide enough for everyone to get through at the same time. So you have yep. to stop and hang out. So. Mm-hmm. Um, how many times have you skied? Have uh, <laughs> how many times have you skied Teton? Ooh, geez. Um, if I had to guesstimate, since high school, probably not as much as you think. Probably twenty or thirty times. Okay. Where showdowns more in the hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a time where Teton was shut down too. Right. And so um, they're under new ownership, new local ownership, which is great. Yeah. Chuck is amazing. Um. But but just one of those things like our my home mountain is showdown. Yeah. And if I want to change things up, go to Teton. Yeah, go see some other stuff. Yeah. And we do have a, a ski hill that's just to the south of us. And we'll just say its name, Great Divide. Great we're, Divide. We're not going to talk about it much. Yeah. And you ask why, listeners. Well, I will tell you why we're not talking much about Great Divide. It's a great day trip down there, um, probably less than an hour and a half away. But it's really close to Helena, Montana. And this is produced by Great Falls, Montana Tourism. So That's right. <laughs> there's there, we're done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> That's the story. <laughs> um, so you're part of the ski club. Yep. And are you part of Ski Patrol as well? Not Ski Patrol, just, just Ski, ski Club. Just Ski Club. Yep. So what it's, is Ski Club? Just make yeah. sure you can get out and ski? Yep, that. And that's a it? lot more. Yep, that's okay, it. Just go tell skiing, us more. people. Be on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, fun fact for a lot of listeners who don't know much about Showdown is Showdown was actually started by the Great Falls Ski Club back in 1936. And oh, my goodness. And Porphyry Peak Ski Hill back then. And obviously, Nyhart was a mining town, so yeah. they just went a little further and made Showdown. And I'm, or 
Porphyry Peak. I'm not sure who was smart enough back in the day to pick that hill, but they picked it perfectly because it's at the right angle. It keeps snow. It never fo- it never gets foggy. It never gets icy. Um, but, yeah, so sh- uh, the ski club owned it all the way up until we sold it to George Willett. In oh, my goodness. Probably the – George has owned it since – I don't know the exact date. It'd have to be like – 70s 70s 60s? late mid mid 60s early 70s it was actually george willett and ted cogswell with cogswell insurance oh. everybody just thinks this george willett but um huh. they were partners and george didn't have that much money ted was the money i think behind the the, oh, the means awesome. of the operation and uh i think they were drinking in the bar one night and where like all, where good, all deals good deals <laughs> happen and uh <laughs> where everything of yeah, merit occurs yeah. and uh George and Ted are like, yep, think we should buy a ski hill. <laughs> and uh, Ted's like, okay. I'm like, who's going to run it? And uh, George lost that bet, and he's <laughs> the one running it. George was an accountant, I think. Yeah, I remember his, hearing yeah, that. And just quit his job and worked up at the hill and made a great business what it is today. Um, but so the cool thing about the ski club is so we've always been tied to the hip with Showdown. Um, as a member of the ski club, you get a free voucher if you, uh, if you're a new member and join the club. So it's kind of our way of or Showdown's way of promoting the club plus enticing people to come up to the hill. You bet. Yeah, we do skier skier education in December, which is tied with Showdown's um, Christmas camp. Okay. And it's a three day camp um, over the Christmas holiday break. Uh, probably a I think it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, don't quote me, but <laughs> if you're a new skier to that program, uh, the club will sponsor one kid to go through the program. So let's say it's a hundred, I think this was 120 bucks or 125 bucks for all three days of lessons. Um, so all the parent has to do is when the kid completes the, um, course, they just get initial from showdown, send it to us and then we'll send you a reimbursement check for 125 bucks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Which is sweet. It's a new program. We started a couple years ago and every year it gains popularity and you we bet. only have so much grant money. So you might be tapped out at 3000 bucks. You might only be able to do 35 kids or right. I'm not going to do the math right now. But so <laughs> don't do public math. <laughs> yeah, it always goes badly. Yeah. So you say kid, does that actually mean kid or does that mean like, uh, me young at heart? <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, true. Actual it's kids, kid? Yeah, it's kids camp, but, um, ski patrol has an, kind of an adult program. Um, and of course showdown has a lot of great programs to, well, I don't say programs, but good monetary, um, enticement to try skiing a couple different programs is like learn to ski on Sundays like yeah. learn three f- ski, ski three ski get three. free yeah something yeah. I remember hearing that yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of just getting people up there I think the notion of skiing might scare some people but once you get up there and experience the culture and once you get on the hill it's just it's a whole different world and so once you get hooked you're like you're hooked you know I don't know many people that just stop skiing <laughs> Um, except for you (laughs) (laughs) well it was one time one time i don't even claim i can quit it if i only do it one time like that's not even really a try yeah it was a student council trip from eastern montana where there aren't any hills and we're like oh let's go on the student council trip and go skiing and show yeah i don't know why there's so there was six of us 
it was fun. It was a great experience. It's not like I said, oh, that was miserable. Yeah. But I think as an adult, what gets you scared is not necessarily the skiing portion. It's the wrecking. Yeah, the, exactly. The part the- of that you know you are going to have to wreck at some point yeah. in order to learn. And I think that's the greatest fear in learning to ski. Yeah. I would concur. Like the older you get, the more it hurts to fall down. And the, and the tougher it is to recover. <laughs> yeah. And more for your ego. Yeah. So, Andy... What's the greatest wreck you've ever had? Oh, geez. Um, I've got a couple. There, there's two. One, speaking of elevation gain, I was at Snowbird, Utah, probably late high school, and we were hiking above the chairlift. Like, we're still inbounds, but just hiking above. And it was a bluebird day, powder, 24 inches of snow, and I caught an edge or a rock, and I ate it, and I flipped forward probably, I don't know how far down the mountain I went, but... I'd say probably 60, 70 yards, almost a whole oh football. And I had to hike back up to get my skis because you pop out of your skis. and I got <laughs> Which half- is probably the benefit. You don't want to be rolling with yeah, those. you don't want to be rolling with those things. Um, and so I was halfway up the hill, and I was just huffing and puffing for air. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I am in good shape. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm at 11,000 feet. You know? so I'm it's not like, used to I'm this. I'm not used to this. So that one was probably my longest wreck. But I did have one, too, in the train park, also in high school. Um, I was grinding on a rail, and my ski popped off, and it hit me through my kneecap, and it drove it. My ski brake went all the way through my kneecap into my bone. Oh, my God. And the sad thing is I didn't even know it was there because I couldn't really feel it. And so I went inside to take my snow pants off, and my my leg was just dripping blood. Oh, no. So luckily, they're all kind of funny little moments. I've never, you know, broken a neck. And you fully recovery. Yeah, fully recovery. I've never, like, had a huge, huge concussion. I've had maybe one. (laughs) Wear a helmet, kids. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's an important thing. That's an important thing. Really kind of a new thing. I mean, that wasn't... Yeah. Even back when I was skiing, growing up, helmets weren't really a thing, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't cool, you know, to wear a (laughs) helmet. Now it's super cool. Now people are like, you don't have a helmet on? Like, what are you doing out here, Yeah, why are you here? Yeah. And it really completes the outfit. Yeah. Yeah, it does. (laughs) You got to look good. Yeah. Yeah. Look good, feel good. It it feels awful not having Maddie here for this episode because oh, no, yeah. she is always my counterbalance of fashionista. Yeah. And then it's not as horrible when someone's like, oh, my God, you people always just talk about fashion. Yeah. You're like, yeah, it's an important factor. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny. And then, then you take it too far and you go to these big resorts, you know, like Park oh, City yeah. or Jackson Hole or Aspen. And you look at these people and like... Are you really going to wear that on the mountain? Like, that's not going to protect you. Yeah, like, is that really an outfit? You're wearing Spanx. Like, <laughs> it's zero degrees out. Like, we've hey. all seen the movies. Yeah, we've all seen the movies, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the best ones, we call them East Coasters, when the people are just wearing jeans and they tuck it into their boots. And it's like, that's going to be super cold. And that's going to yeah. be, your jeans are going to be icicles. <laughs> the first run you take. So my husband said back in the day, of course, he uh, has been skiing since he was well into well before high school so we're just gonna say the 80s for For, you know protection of the innocent yep but he says to me we were up at teton and he says i'm i'm gonna run some skis and i'm gonna go ski and i'm like go for it (laughs) all right (laughs) like you have no gear you have no snow pants you don't have an actual (laughs) ski coat you have a light jacket on you don't have gloves you don't have a sun cap he's like Woman, back in the day, back in the day, <laughs> I used to ski in my Wranglers and a sweatshirt, and I'm oh like, oh my gosh, th- that's fine, but there's a reason we've evolved past back in the yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yeah. 
So Love. you've mentioned often that Showdown is a family-friendly ski resort. Mm-hmm. We've also mentioned there is some opportunity for extreme skiing. Talk to me about the family-friendly component for people with kids or people that have older parents, maybe. Yeah. So I think they're mostly family-friendly, A, because they're a family-run operation, but B, the mountain just lends itself to a little bit more beginner and intermediate runs. So the whole right side of the mountains all green runs <clears throat> okay for the real 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 novices it goes green blue black okay double black <laughs> thank you <laughs> so <laughs> green is easy blue is intermediate and black are, are hard <clears throat> um so it's just it's a good layout to uh, to uh teach anybody, so it kind of keeps honestly. the family or the people who aren't very advanced yep. in an area of their own so they're not combating against the double black people. exactly yeah and that's generally how it works at most mountains is the lower half is all easy and the upper half is hard but at the end of the day the upper half is still coming to the lower half so you still gotta get back to the lodge but so in a big resort you might have tons of people flying by it but at showdown you're you're fine yeah and most ski resorts you know they have slow signs they have cages or like ropes up and so trying to protect the fast skiers from running into a a kid <laughs> Which is really important because yeah, yeah. no matter how cool you are, you never feel awesome when you take out a little exactly. kid. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, everyone just lays there and cries at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> so there's a lot of fun activities that happen up at Showdown. Last weekend was the mannequin jump. Yep. Yep. And that was a good turnout. I unfortunately missed it because it was working. Yeah. Nah, that, that'll work. happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a pond skim and there's some other activities. Yeah. What's one of your favorite activities? They do the torchlight torch run for New Year's. Yep. They do. A lot of mountains have different activities. A lot of them do mannequin jumps. A lot of them do pond skims. Most places do like a um, New Year's ski down okay. the mountain so um, these are things other places other have places done do too but our <laughs> good our, to know. our big one is the mannequin jump and that's huge um it's just a really 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 fun event you just pretty much build a mannequin and launch off a jump some people are on fire some people have pyrotechnics <laughs> some people yeah it's great putin was in there twice <laughs> <laughs> he made a repeat he appearance, made a repeat appearance. <laughs> um, um but one cool thing that Sh- um, showdown does too the week prior to mannequin jump day is tacky tire day and mm-hmm. generally you do that in the springtime and you obviously encourage people to wear their tacky attire um the staff at showdown really gets involved with it yeah. there's been a couple of years the women have dressed up as like old men <laughs> <laughs> and, and old women and it's just hilarious you know and uh have fake names and that's yeah, a good um camar- camaraderie i don't want to be a right yep. word yeah the camaraderie yeah. is really it builds that b- yeah. um and on top of those fun events, there's also like ski races and there's train park races and events. And, you know, there's a lot of things that hills try to do to entice people to come up, you know, experience the hills. Then so, just, just skiing, you know, nine yeah. to four. Is, as an avid skier, and like if you were traveling to another location, would you avoid days where there's events like that? Or would you be drawn to them if you're just wanting to ski? It's a good point. Probably depends on the event. Most of the time, the mountains are pretty big. Even Chodon's pretty big for a nice little local hill. So, like, you're still pretty spread out on the hill, you know. And if you were just really worried about tons of people in one area, just for whatever reason getting run into, just stay away from that one run. (laughs) (laughs) It's that simple, folks. Yeah, yeah. But we were down in 
Grand Targhi with the club two months ago, and they had a very extreme all-mountain <clears throat> race, which is pretty much you just pick your line and you come down, and you're, like, going off cliffs and whatever. Oh, my so, gosh. But that drew people in because, like, as a semi-expert skier, I'm looking at these kids, and like, I can't do that. <laughs> so then you sit there and watch them for 10 minutes and hope they don't, fall, you know, yeah. fall off a cliff. But so some a lot of it is an attraction to come watch. At Showdown, we do um, – the Brock Stokey bump off bash, which is a good friend of ours who unfortunately passed away yeah. years ago. And so um, it's a big mogul competition. And you'll get people that are just skiing down the blue run and that would be next to the black run. And they'll just sit there for, you know, 25 minutes, an hour and just watch the competition, you know, just take a little break, yeah. you know, or the big air jump or a train park event. You know, it's just people are curious, you know, we're all curious yeah. creatures, you know, so like, I'll see what they're doing. I want to see a crash. What's a mogul, Andy? A mogul's like... <laughs> it looks like a bump. <laughs> it looks like a bump. looks like a V-dub bug <laughs> in the middle of the run. Um, Is that so intentional? Steeper, um, it's occurs over time, like washboarding okay. occurs on a gravel road. Okay. So the steeper the run, let's say you get a bunch of powder and you're skiing down that run, you're constantly pushing and grinding that snow back into the base of the hill. And at some point, especially for skiers, we naturally don't ski from left to right of a ski hill and like do a gigantic zag we're in like a like a tight s curve going okay. going down like a figure eight yep. you know that's, that's a very popular term and so that over the course of a day or a couple of days forms these pushes the snow into the center creates a mogul so if you could trace a figure eight the stuff in the middle <laughs> would form into this mogul and uh moguls are very fun for skiers if they're kind of set up right <clears throat> um but the whole hope is that you'll get more snow on those steep runs and fill those in and you can have a nice powder day. But eventually, most of it always gets groomed down or pushed down into moguls. Okay. <laughs> and the, the steepness must have to deal with it because you're never going to find moguls on like a green run. Um, some really steep blue runs you will. Um, but that's why greens and blues are mostly groomed to like help stop that problem. And blacks are just essentially too steep for the groomer to go up and down. So okay. since you can't groom it, that's what Mother Nature gives you eventually is moguls. Oh. Yeah. And they and they can get very hard. <laughs> well, I watched the Olympics. Yeah. That is my investment in skiing this year. Yeah. And they have those, the, mogul, the moguls. And I'm just like, man, that doesn't even look fun. Yeah, like, it like looks like knees, your hips are going to hurt. Yeah, the and, knees go so fast. And like your knees are like into your chin. Yeah. And you're second. just bouncing the entire way. Yeah. I'm like that. It's actually really fun once you get the hang of it. <laughs> once you figure People out how to do I'm it. People think I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun. Well, I think anything can be fun as long as you understand what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. It's like uh, riding a horse. Exactly. If you're not comfortable and you don't know what you're supposed to be doing and yeah. it starts to gallop, it's not going to be fun for you unless <laughs> you right. know what you're supposed to be doing when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just become educated. You don't have to become an expert, but you should become at least educated about what's happening. Yeah, exactly. Don't just pick out a name because it sounds fun on the hill. <laughs> right. Like, oh, Ruby's Gulch. Let's go down this first <laughs> run. Well, that's it. probably not the best thing. <laughs> Look at a map. <laughs> <laughs> just and ask a friend if ask you're a there. Friend, yeah. And if you don't have a friend, make a friend and ask them. Yep, exactly. So what other stories do you have to share with me about Showdown? What things have I Gosh, not asked. I don't know. That's probably like a whole nother podcast. Like I said, I've been skiing there my whole life. So, you know, I've I've gone up back in the days where you used to have a ski bus that would bring you up here oh, from, yeah. like, from town. And that was really fun. Um, you know, just we would ski showdown so much that 
we would just like sit in the trees and build jumps some days cause we just got so bored skiing the rest of the hills you know and the, the friends you make up there is probably you know kind of oh, life-changing yeah. just like any sport you find people that really care about your sport and they become lifelong friends um yeah i've met some of my best friends up there and it's, it's just now your entire family skis correct yep. correct yep um we got one snowboarder it's my brother's wife hey but, hey but way she's to go up, courtney yeah, way to go, courtney. yeah. <laughs> shout, <laughs> shout out, out. Yeah. wow uh, and it's good and it's good it is a good family friendly sport um it's getting more expensive but it's not as expensive as like buying everybody in the family a snowmobile right <laughs> you know or like you and know, maintaining boating. a yeah. snowmobile exactly so it, it's a good way to connect with the family and bond with the family and it's stuff kids don't realize until they grow older and like oh that was fun i'm glad my parents brought me up and now it's a lifelong sport and i can teach kids younger than me to do it um yeah i mean a lot of the stories we probably can't talk about on the podcast so we'll head down to the bar head down to the bar (laughs) one of the bars one of the bars yeah (laughs) um Um, it's just like i i always tell people showdown especially showdown because it is the vibe is just so friendly like it, uh, never like not you would run into a fight at the ski hill but I've, I've never <laughs> seen anybody raise their voice everybody's always happy go lucky um it really is like the counterpart to like uh, the voyager stadium like okay. it's that type of like nostalgic feel like you're just does that make sense yeah like the feeling is just so good you kind of get that same feeling at the ski hill i think because there's just so many people that come up there it's just a very unique experience like yeah. you said when you went to teton even if you weren't skiing like it's still the experience and you still get a good day drive like and the people, point is just to get out and experience nature you yeah know? what we had expected which fully expect you are a nerd walking in in your fancy boots and a cute sweater carrying your purse wearing your sunglasses having yeah. your hair dead i can't imagine what people thought they had to have looked around yeah. and gone what is happening (laughs) yeah what's going on (laughs) but i knew that going in like i knew i wasn't out of i i knew i was out of place but they were still nice to me yeah exactly like we knew walking in we were going to take up a space we're going to have lunch but we didn't want to take it away from a skier who was already there yeah so we tried to find something that was a little bit out of the way and we had a skiers like hey i'm almost done you can feel free to sit here I said, well, thank you so much. <laughs> and it's not like he ever said to me, you clearly aren't skiing today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. He like, was people still might nice. Think it, but they're still nice. Yeah. And then I went down and ordered lunch and I told the guy, you know, I said, hey, we came up for lunch. He's like, that's awesome. Thanks yeah. for coming up here. Yeah. And they gave you a little skier mannequin, that yep. barbed wire. And here's your number. Yeah. Very, artistic. Very artistic. And so uh, I told them what area we were sitting in. And it was just amazing to sit up there and yeah. see that. And I should do that at Showdown more often. Yeah. Just go up to <laughs> just sit go down. for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Sometimes I think like a quarter of the people up there, well, they're all, you know, they got the kids up there, so maybe mom's not skiing or dad's not skiing. Or they take their turn. So just walking around the lodge is a fun experience because, like, shouldn't you guys be out skiing? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you been here you for, been? like, four yeah. hours and not been on yeah. the hill? Yeah. <laughs> uh. um, showdown is usually open December. Usually December through April. Well, yep. beginning of April. And so uh, by the time you actually get some good base snow, it's around Christmas time, depending on the the weather. What um, would you say is the best time of year to go 
plan a trip to come to Great Falls and go skiing at Showdown? February, March. Okay. January gets cold, and it gets cold everywhere where there's snow, obviously. But January is like you gotta be a diehard skier. You gotta be hardy. You gotta be hardy. But I'd say February, March, February. By the time February hits, this hill has enough snow. I'm not like saying don't go skiing in December, right. January, but you got a good solid base by by February. Um, that's the ideal. You know that's gonna snow most of February. Weather's not 25 below. One of the things that back to looking cute on the mountain <laughs> yeah my husband's always been committed to buying all of his own gear <laughs> so a couple of years ago we started golfing took up golfing we're going to become golf experts yep. but he wouldn't rent clubs and so we had to wait until we had purchased clubs to be able to go golfing yeah. that's not my style not your style yeah. like i'm not that good so i'm not going to know rent. if your rent if the cl- rental clubs are crap i'm not going to know the difference yeah so if um, you're like me, team yep. Becca, who wants to <laughs> rent, try it out, figure out what your style is, what things you like. Yeah. What is your opinion? Rent I, or I'd buy? Rent, I'd rent for sure. Okay. Shodan has their rental game like on point. Like they have a whole different building for it. You go in, like they know exactly what they're doing. You'd be in and out of their boots fitted in 10, 15 minutes. Oh, if, perfect. If, if, if that, like it's, they're pretty johnny on the spot and that way um just like any other sport better equipment makes a little bit better outcome but in the skiing case the ski the boots are probably more important than the skis like don't, okay i'm like like take that to my deathbed but if you're learning you'll get a decent pair of boots and some skis and you'll learn the basics pretty easy the f- faster you go the tighter you want your turns to be so the tighter your boot can be the more responsive oh you um, are you are and then your skis uh, you just generally you just get different types of skis for what you like to do whether it's powder or groom runs or skiing through what we call it crud which is between powder and what moguls are <laughs> um okay <laughs> um essentially both but yeah learning out renting is is nice and a lot cheaper option well oh. i just think it's the most important way to learn yeah. first yeah. Number one, they're investing in what they know to be good equipment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go in and I'm going to buy something that looks cute. It's yeah. probably not functional. <laughs> yeah. It has worked for me for fishing mm-hmm. often, but I don't think I want to trust my entire body to this methodology of going in and going, yeah, this is cute. I'm going to get it. Yeah. So boots and skis they rent. Now, if you're coming from Florida, if you're coming from California, you might not own winter coats. Can you yeah. rent winter coats and ski pants? Or should you just no. buy that when you show up? Yeah, that one you pretty much have to buy. Okay. Unless you're here before this hill opens uh, with the ski club, we do the um, oh, yeah. Great Falls Ski and Board Swap every October. And there is new and used um, equipment, obviously skis, boards, boots, helmets, gloves all that so you, um so you can buy everything you want there at a pretty s- substantial savings the one thing that's hard with little kids is they grow every year oh yeah so and it's like I'm not, you know it's hard for a parent to justify buying a kid a pair of skis when they can just go rent them because mm-hmm. um, at some point you might be able to go two years without buying new equipment but you know kids are like beans <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how you can't stop them from growing yeah we should put a brick on their head <laughs> um, oh 
Well, I really appreciate the time you've taken. And for you listeners, what you don't know behind the curtain is it's taken us forever to get Andy here. I know. We started, what, two months ago? Yeah. But it's really cool because what what has caused the delay is he goes skiing. Yeah, I go skiing. Which is exactly what you should be doing if you live in the Great Falls um, area. If you're a Montana person, if you come to visit, that's what you should be doing is getting out. So we don't fault you for that. I'm just glad we finally made it happen. Me too. Um, amidst all the other things that you have going. And so I'm going to wrap it up by saying plan your next trip to Great Falls in February to go skiing. Um, you have it on Andy's authority. It's going to be perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so every February, there's plenty of other things to do all year long. And we'll talk about those in other podcast episodes. But February is your time to make the most out of your experience at Showdown. And remember, you can do two ski hills in one location. It's mm-hmm. almost like we're a base camp. That's for- right adventure mm, who knew <laughs> i think maybe we did yeah exactly <laughs> so thank you all for listening we really appreciate the fact that you continue to have fun with us on we're no damn experts and until we see your bright smiling happy joyous healthy face here in great falls we hope you're having an amazing time planning your next trip to the greatest damn town in montana we're no damn experts is the recorded claims from great falls montana covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. Damn, that felt good.